0: Welcome to the Echo Community Church Podcast. At Echo, we're all about being and making disciples of Jesus Christ. And on this podcast, you'll hear solid teaching from the Bible from our pastors at Echo. Thanks for checking us out and enjoy the message. Good morning again, church family. And thank you for joining us for Baptism Sunday. We asked you to mark this date on your calendar, and there are a ton of you here. So thank you so, so much. For coming out and joining us today. Um, uh, I'm Pastor James. I serve as Echo's discipleship pastor. And uh, before we baptize three of our friends and members of our church family, I want to share a little bit about why this day is such a big deal. I don't know if you know this, but baptism is a celebration. Did you know that? It's a celebration. So I want to talk about celebrations today and uh, open up with this question. Why or what are some reasons that we celebrate? If you know, just shout them out. What are some reasons we celebrate? Birthdays, yes, absolutely celebrate birthdays. What else do we celebrate? I heard Christmas. Retirement, if you're lucky. (laughs) Yes, we do. We celebrate weddings, that's right. You say recoveries? Yes, yes. We do, we do, we celebrate recovery. That's right, that's one of our ministries. Nice work, man. Pitch for Celebrate Recovery Tuesday nights right here at the Ministry Center. Any hurt, habit, or hang up, find support and love. That's awesome. Yeah, we do celebrate recovery at Echo. Um, We celebrate, do you celebrate when your sports team wins? Do you celebrate, you might be like me maybe, and you're celebrating the uh, the win of your favorite sumo wrestler this week, anybody? Just me? Okay. I actually heard a yes from over there. Yeah, all right. Somebody else knows who Mitaka Yumi is. Awesome. Um, anyway, yeah, we celebrate for lots of, lots of reasons, right? We, kids, we celebrate when you go up a grade or when you graduate, like when you move from uh, elementary school to middle school or middle school, high school, high school to college or trade school or whatever it is that you do after high school. We celebrate, um, we celebrate lots of different things. We celebrate people, right? We have a couple days every year that we set aside to celebrate mothers and fathers, We celebrate moments and milestones in our lives, and uh, baptism is one of those milestones that we celebrate. It's a moment that we celebrate as Christians. And so um, there's a story in the Bible that talks about celebrating, because I don't know if you know this, but people, human beings, are not the only beings that celebrate. The angels in heaven celebrate, and God himself even celebrates. So here's my question. What do you think that God would celebrate, considering this, considering that God is totally perfect, which means he doesn't grow, it means he doesn't shrink, he doesn't graduate to a new level of being God, like today I'm God grade seven, hooray. He doesn't do that. He's perfect, and he needs nothing. So what then do you think God might celebrate? He totally celebrates Christmas. Yes, bless your heart. You're absolutely right. I'm gonna, I want to tell you a story today that tells you another thing that God celebrates, and this is in Luke chapter 15. And to help me tell this story, um, I have invited a special friend to join me on the platform today. So I need kids, teens, and adults, I need all of you to help me out and give me a really good drum roll to introduce our special guest, okay? Well, oh, that's a good drum roll. Keep it going, keep it going. Live from uh, Perry Hall, it's Sunday morning, and welcome our special guest, Lammy. <laughs> yes, here she is in all her, her little glory. Everybody say, hi, Lammy. That's great. All right. This is Lammy. Lammy belongs to my daughter. My daughter's name is Esther, and she's four years old. And Lammy has been friends with Esther since Esther was born. Um, she, she's called a wubba nub, if you know what those are. It used to have a pacifier on the front, so Esther could have a little buddy while she was pacified. <laughs> I don't know why we call it a pacifier. It sounds so brutal. But anyway, um, so we snipped the pacifier off when she was done with pacifiers and now now she has a little friend and she's been friends with Lammy for four years. And um, now Esther has a lot of stuffies. Are there any kids or adults today that have a lot of stuffies? Or teens too, you can raise your hand. Yeah, yeah. Esther has like two dozen stuffies. So if you then add to that the number of beanie babies we inherited, it's like five billion. And she loves all of her stuffies. But one day, this is like two weeks ago, she was going through her stuffy bin and she found Lammy at the bottom and she hadn't seen Lammy for a while. And so she celebrated. She was so happy to see Lammy and for the rest of the week, they were attached at the hip. They did everything together. They went to school together. They went to daycare. They went to church together. Um, They had dinner. Lammy, you ate at the table, right? And um, and, uh, it was great. Until one night when we somehow lost track of Lammy in between dinner and bedtime. And I know I can hear like the collective gasp of all the parents go, (gasps) Um, yeah, we couldn't find Lammy. And like we looked everywhere and we could not find her. And Esther would not go to sleep without Lammy. And we said, Esther, you have all these other stuffies. Can you just use one of your other stuffies? And she said, no, I need Lammy." It didn't matter that she had all these other stuffies, and she loves all her other stuffies, but it really bothered her that one of her stuffies was lost, and she didn't know where it was. So she did not go to bed that night. Um, Yeah, it was not fun. It was a rough night. It was a rough morning the next morning. And then the next day, I stumbled across Lammy in the basement in a cup. I asked Esther, like, why... Why a cup? And she was like, "That's Lammy's bed, Daddy." Oh, okay, sure. Um, but when I when I found Lammy, first thing I did is I went to Esther with Lammy, and I said, "Guess what? I found Lammy." And Esther just she celebrated. She got a huge smile on her face. She jumped up and down, and she ran over. She grabbed uh, Lammy and just gave her like the biggest hug with the tightest squeeze that her four-year-old arms could manage. And then she just grabbed her and skipped off and and played with her for the rest of the day. She was celebrating over the fact that the lost Lammy had come home. And I'll tell you who else was celebrating. Mom and dad were celebrating (laughs) because Esther went to bed that night on time. Yes, small victories. So that reminds me, this story with Lammy reminds me of a story that I mentioned earlier, that's in Luke chapter 15. It's called the parable of the lost sheep. And it tells us about something that God celebrates in the same way that Esther celebrated when Lammy came home and when the parents celebrated when Lammy came home. Jesus tells this story and he says, imagine, so you can do this right now, imagine that you have 100 sheep. Don't count them or you'll fall asleep. But just imagine you have a 100 sheep. Now imagine you're a really good shepherd. You love every single one of those sheep. They're all your friends. You love all of them. Now, Jesus says, what happens when one of those sheep gets lost? If you're a really good shepherd, that's going to kind of hurt, right? You're going to miss your lost sheep because you love it so much. So Jesus says a good shepherd, when he loses a sheep, will go out into the wilderness to search for the one that's lost until he finds it. Question, is the wilderness uh, dangerous or is it really safe? Yeah, it's not safe at all. It's dangerous. So the shepherd, a good shepherd, will actually go out into where it's dangerous. He'll put himself in danger to go and rescue his sheep. Then Jesus says, when he finds the sheep, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives at home, he'll call together all his friends and neighbors, saying, celebrate with me, I have found my lost sheep. Then Jesus makes the connection for us. He says, in the same way, there is a celebration in heaven whenever one lost sinner repents and returns to God he says that we are all like lost sheep. Isaiah 53, 6 says that. All of us like sheep have gone astray. That means we've wandered off and we can't find Jesus. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is our good shepherd who goes out and puts himself in danger to bring us back. And then when he does, when one person believes in Jesus and asks for forgiveness and says, Jesus, be the leader of my life, When just one person does that, all of heaven throws a giant party. They celebrate, even just one. It's not like they're waiting for, you know, a minimum of 30 people. You know, well, we're gonna have a party. We've had five people saved so far, but wait till the other 25 get here, then we can finally start the party. Now, even just one person giving their life to the Lord is enough for heaven to lose it and just celebrate. Isn't that awesome? You know what that means for you? that believe in Jesus, that means the moment you came to Jesus Christ, the moment you believed in him, and the moment you were washed clean, heaven had a party over you. They had a party over you being there. And that's awesome. So what does this all have to do with baptism? Why is baptism a celebration then? Because baptism represents everything that happened when you gave your life to Jesus. Here's a couple of things. When you gave your life to Jesus, you were washed clean of your sin. It doesn't mean, yeah, thank you, amen. It doesn't mean that you're perfect now, but it means that all of your sin, past, present, and future has been wiped away because Jesus already paid the price for it. It's like that song we just sang, Jesus paid it all. He paid the price for our sins, and now he washes us clean. Have you ever been outside? Uh, maybe you're working in the garden or kids, you've been outside. Anybody like to splash in muddy puddles? Yeah, anybody like Peppa Pig? All right, um, jumping up and down in muddy puddles. Um Anyway, yeah, so if you've gotten dirty or muddy, right? Or like gotten all sorts of gross stuff on your shoes and you go and you hop in the bath or you take a shower and all that stuff just washes right off, that's what Jesus does for us. And so baptism symbolizes the moment when you were washed clean of your sins. So baptism doesn't actually do the washing clean. Jesus did that when you were saved, but baptism represents being washed clean by Jesus. Baptism also reminds us that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he rose again with brand new life. And baptism is like that. It reminds us of the new life that we have in Jesus. The Bible says that those who are in Christ are new creations. The old is gone and the new has come. So you have brand new life in Jesus. And baptism reminds us of that. Here's another thing about baptism. It's the public declaration that you're following Jesus. Do you know what a declaration is? It means to state something really loudly so everybody else knows. Does anybody like declaring anything in here? Kids especially. Esther declares lots of things, like what she's not going to eat for dinner so everybody in the house knows. The baptism, though, is a declaration where you say to everybody, I love Jesus and I'm going to follow him that's another thing that baptism is. So, here's the connection between conversion and baptism in these two celebrations. When you gave your life to Jesus, for many of us, myself included, that was a very that was like a private moment. I prayed a prayer to Jesus and he heard me and in that moment I was saved. So maybe you had a similar experience where it was maybe it was just you and Jesus or maybe it was you and a friend or a family member or a pastor, somebody at church and you prayed that prayer when you got saved, like I already said, heaven had a celebration. But you know who didn't get to celebrate that just yet? The rest of your church family. Because the rest of your church family hasn't found out about the decision you made yet. So one of the things that baptism does, in addition to you declaring to everybody, hey, I love Jesus, that lets the rest of us in the room who aren't getting baptized know that that person made a decision to follow Jesus. And if you've been in our, um, in our services here in the sanctuary in the last couple of months, one thing you've heard Pastor Phil say a lot is that the church right now, is suppo- we're supposed to be looking more and more like what's going on in heaven. It's what the Lord's Prayer says, right? On earth as it is in heaven. So we are actually, if, if heaven makes a giant celebration and throws a party whenever somebody gives their lives to Jesus. Baptism is basically our opportunity to do the exact same thing for everybody that we know that is getting baptized today. Does that make sense? Isn't that great? So those of you who are getting baptized today, I know you love Jesus, and I'm so excited to celebrate this moment with you. For everybody else in this room, we get to celebrate along with them. And to do that, We simply asked them to tell us some of their story so we could hear who they were before they met Jesus. We could learn how they met Jesus and then learn about the transformation that's taken place in their lives when Jesus uh, got a hold of them. Or we asked them to simply tell us why you want to be baptized today. And so the stories that you're about to hear are absolutely real, they're accurate, they're written by our our baptism candidates. And I have the honor of sharing those before they're baptized. So church family, I want to invite you to listen closely to these stories. You're gonna hear real stories of how real people that you know came to faith in Jesus. You're gonna see how deep their affection for Jesus goes. You'll be encouraged. You'll be reminded of the things that Jesus has done in your own heart. And it's my prayer that you will be able to celebrate what Jesus has done in their lives, what he's done in your life, and what he has planned for the days to come. So baptism candidates, here, here's how this is gonna work. I'll just say your name, and then if you would, when I say your name, if you would approach the baptismal and hop on in there. Um, as you, be, yeah, maybe don't hop, but walk in gently. And uh, it, yeah, no cannonballs. <laughs> so as, as you approach the baptismal, though, I'll begin reading your story. And then when I'm finished, Pastor Phil will baptize you, and, uh, and we'll be able to celebrate with you. So, our first baptism candidate today is Chris Shenning. Here's what Chris says. I can't think of a time when I didn't know who Jesus was, but I can tell you there is a difference between knowing of Jesus and meeting Jesus. The best word to describe who I was before I met Jesus is lost, just roaming aimlessly with no purpose or drive. As long as I can remember, I've been searching for a relationship with Jesus. I was randomly taken to church as a child and adult, but the search was always unsuccessful until a new neighbor turned friend invited my daughter to join them for church on Sunday. I can't remember if I was a part of the invitation, but that didn't stop me from going. That Sunday in a high school auditorium is when my personal journey with Jesus began. Since meeting Jesus, my life just seems more like life now. I'm living. I'm living happier than I've been, and as long as I can remember, I'm a better mother, a better daughter, a better friend, a better human, and I'm living each day with a goal, a goal to be more and more like Jesus. I was baptized as a baby, but that decision was made for me. The decision to be baptized today is made 100% by me. This is the next beautiful step in my walk with the Lord. Our next baptism candidate is Kirstie Phillips. Here's Kirstie's story. She says, Before meeting Jesus, I walked the earth without full intention. I was full of passion, but I needed direction. For the past 10 years, I pursued my faith in waves. Once I left the Marine Corps and settled here in Maryland, life was difficult during COVID. New to the area with no immediate friends or family, I fell into my old weaknesses. I prayed for forgiveness and rejuvenation, for something new, and God truly answered my prayers. When my son was born, my life changed completely. I made the recommitment to Jesus this past winter right here at Echo. I knew when my heart, mind, and soul was right with the Lord, I would give it all to him, and then I would be baptized. Before Jesus, I was not hopeful, and I pursued activities as excuses to distance myself from Jesus. But with Jesus, I have a purpose and a hope. I continue to work on my open communication with God, and I want to be the best wife, mother, daughter, and friend that I can be. Baptism in water symbolizes new life in Christ. In the Bible, Christians get baptized to show commitment to Jesus publicly. I've been washed clean of my old sins, died to my old sinful life, and begun a new life with God. And so I want to be obedient to God and his word and celebrate my new purpose— to go and make disciples of all nations. So I'll do the best I can. i got a big mark. I'm holding Turkey personally responsible for the fact that church bought a baptismal thing. <laughs> I have a bad business man now. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha, All right, and our third baptism candidate is Livia Bodeler. Come on down. We asked Livia why she wants to be baptized today, and she says she wants to be baptized because she wants to be closer to Jesus. She talked it through with her parents and made her own decision to be baptized here today. And uh, Livia, I'll tell you, the decision you made to be baptized was obedience, and every time you obey God, you do get closer to him. So we're really, really proud of you. (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome Church family, would you um, just give it up and celebrate one more time for all of our baptism candidates? We are so proud of you guys. And you can all come out from uh, behind, the, behind the curtain there and uh, go and get changed if you would like to. You can come on out. It's okay, don't be shy. <laughs> We're so proud of each of you. I wanna draw your attention to a theme that you heard in a couple stories today. And we also heard it in some testimonies at the 9 a.m. service too. Uh, Chris, Chris Shenning said it this way. She said, there's a difference between knowing of Jesus and really meeting Jesus. There's a difference between just knowing facts about Jesus and having a real living relationship with him. So here's my question to you, for you today. Do you have that real, vibrant, living relationship with Jesus? Or do you just know facts about him? Now the facts are good. And in fact, to come to him, we sort of do need to know some facts, right? We need to know that he's the son of God, that he lived a sinless life, that we, that we should have lived, but we didn't, that he died a death that we didn't, or that he did not deserve, but that we deserved. In fact, when you go back to, um, to our good shepherd example, remember I said the, or Jesus said in the parable that the shepherd goes out into the wilderness where it's dangerous to look for the sheep, right? He risks his life to find his sheep. Well, Jesus did us one better than just risking his life. He actually gave his life so that we could be washed clean because our sin has a penalty and that penalty is complete separation between us and God. And when Jesus died on the cross, even though he didn't deserve to die, when he died, he paid the price for your sin and my sin, and for the sin of everybody who ever lived. So because of what he's done, he can wash us clean of sin. Because he's alive, because that's the other important thing, is that he didn't stay dead, but he arose and he's alive today. And because he's alive, he can forgive you your sins and restore that relationship with God that your heart longs for. So today, if that's you, and you would say, I want to really start a relationship with Jesus today. I don't wanna just know of him, I want to know him. I wanna walk with him. I wanna have a relationship with him. If that's you today, I wanna lead you in a very simple prayer that you can pray after me in the quietness of your own heart. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. And if that's you today, here's a prayer that you can pray that will help you start your relationship with Jesus. Dear Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner. Just like a sheep, I've wandered off and I've done life my own way by my own rules. I recognize that by doing that, I've broken your rules and I've gone away from what you have for me. Today, I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe that what the Bible says about him is true. I believe he lived a sinless life, that he died a death he did not deserve, and I believe he's alive today and can forgive me of my sins. So Jesus, now I choose to ask you, will you forgive me of my sins today? Will you wash me clean? And will you bring me into a relationship with you and with my heavenly father. I want to follow you. Help me to listen to your voice and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for saving me today. Amen. Let's keep our eyes closed and heads bowed for just one moment. If you made that decision today, I want you to know that heaven is having a celebration over you right now. Not even kidding. We just read in the Bible. Heaven has broken out in wild cheers because you are the lost sheep that's come home. And if that's you, I wanna celebrate with you today. So here's what I'll ask. You are already saved. You don't need to do another thing to be saved, but I simply want the opportunity to be able to celebrate with you. So if you made a decision today to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and you just prayed that prayer with me, I'm gonna count to three. And if that was you, I just would ask you if you're brave enough to do so, just slip up your hand, make eye contact with me, and then you can put your hand right back down. This is just the way that I can celebrate with you about the decision you just made to follow Jesus. So on three, if that's you, lift your hand up, make eye contact with me, and then you can put your hand right back down. One, two, three. See you. I'm so so proud of you. (laughs) Heaven celebrating over you today. Anybody else this morning? That's awesome. Oh, I see you. Thanks, buddy. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy. (laughs) Church, um, lift up your eyes, man. We had, we had, we had two people give their lives to Jesus today. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of you. Oh, that's amazing. Worship team, would you come? We're gonna, we're gonna um, head towards the close of our service today uh, by doing a couple things at once. Our worship team is gonna lead us in just one more song of praise to Jesus. Um, at the same time, our prayer team is gonna be down front on my left and my right. If you have any needs for prayer and you would like to come down and just simply receive prayer, you will be able to do so when our, our prayer team comes. Also, our uh, our welcome team is coming to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. If you would like to give, you can give as we pass the buckets. You can also give, there's a little black box on your way out if you would like to, to give that way. Also, one of the ways that many of us give, including my family, is we give online at echochurchonline.com. And so if uh, it's more convenient for you, if you're more comfortable giving that way, you can do that as well. Just go to echochurchonline.com and, um, and you can give in that way. Um, Let me pray over our offering and over our uh, our new brothers and sisters in Christ. Jesus, thank you so much for the work that you've done. Thank you for going on the cross for each and one of us. And thank you that there is a celebration in heaven and there's a celebration right now at Echo Community Church over people who have been baptized today, who have committed their lives to you, and over new brothers and sisters in Christ who have just given their lives to you this morning in this very room. Thank you for what you're doing in their hearts. I pray they sense your pleasure and your joy and your hope and your peace today. And as they start to walk with you, I pray over our offering this morning that you would, that you would bless it. Lord, that you would give those of us that, that uh, serve in ministry here on any basis, the wisdom to know how to leverage the resources that you've blessed us with in order to enhance your kingdom and to impact people's lives in eternities. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for everything you've done. In your mighty and matchless name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the Echo Community Church podcast. If you prayed that prayer at the end of the message and began following Jesus Christ today, we'd love to celebrate with you and give you some simple next steps to take as you begin your new life with him. Just email us at info at echochurchmd.com to let us know. If you'd like more information about Echo Community Church, you can check out our Facebook page or our website, echochurchonline.com. Thanks so much for listening.